and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, February the 25th. And and my friends, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I I wish you God's life and God's goodness, God's joy today. Uh, Thanks for being present again, as always, and and being with me to break open God's word. Brothers and sisters, I, I think there's nothing better, there's nothing more important. Uh, than that, to allow that word, that seed to break open within us and bear the fruit of God's life in, in our lives and the life of the world. It is desperately in need of that. Hey, we've made it to Friday. How wonderful. And, uh, and glad you are, are with me. We're going to continue through Mark. As I mentioned yesterday, we finished the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel So we're going to enter into chapter 10. Now here's the deal with Mark. Mark is the the, uh, shortest gospel of all of them, only about 16 chapters. Now I should have looked at this before, but I'm guessing Mark enters the Passion around chapter 14, which means we probably only have uh, three to four more chapters of Mark's gospel. And once we're through with that, we will probably switch uh, you know, to Matthew or Luke is my guess. Um, so we have that to look forward to. But again, reminder, about a week, a little over a week ago, we hit the hinge in Mark's gospel, which means a lot of where we're going now, less healings, less of that active combat right now of, uh, of taking on Satan and the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of this world, um, and more here's uh, the role of suffering and the role of the redemptive uh, action of suffering and inviting the disciples into that understanding. We've seen it twice already. Jesus twice has brought that to the disciples and both times they didn't want to hear it. Uh, One time, Peter actively resisted it. The next time, they talked about who was greatest on the way. Uh, And so they're, they're not ready yet. But that's kind of us too, isn't it? Boy, that's a long introduction, about two, two and a half minutes worth just to get to chapter 10. And he's not going to talk about suffering today. He's going to talk about a controversy of the day and one that actually remains so even in our day. So let's break open God's word together here. Mark 10 verses 1 to 12. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus came into the district of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds gathered around him, and, as was his custom, he again taught them. The Pharisees approached him and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house the disciples again questioned Jesus about this. He said to them, 
Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is a very specific and very uh, tough gospel, brothers and sisters. Because what it does is it pits the ideal against the real. And how do we deal with both? Because both, well, (laughs) if I can use the term, both are a reality. Both are, 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 um, both are, are in the soup, as it were, and, uh, and, we, and we, need to, we need to maneuver and navigate those waters. So, okay, let's, let's give a little history. So what's happening? Jesus is going there, as is uh, the typical. Where Jesus goes, the crowds show up, and as is his want, and as is his, uh, you know, general um, manner of being, he teaches them. And, uh, and the Pharisees approach him, typical as well, and they want to challenge him. And they challenge him with a controversy of the day. Brothers and sisters, this idea of marriage and divorce is not simply controversial in our day and age. It has been from time immemorial. And so the Pharisees are trying to get him into the middle of it and to choose one side or the other. So he sets the sides out here and says, okay, Pharisees say, what do you say? Um, uh, is a husband allowed to divorce their wife? Is it lawful? And, and the, the two sides, of course, are, all right, if Jesus says marriage, then he's not on the side of Moses. And he's undermining Moses and the teaching of the law. But if he says Moses, he's not necessarily on the side of, of marriage because Moses allowed us the decree. So they're asking him, it's kind of like when they bring him the coin and say, should we pay taxes or not? Which side are you on? And Jesus avoids the whole conversation. Well, here, Jesus doesn't say, well, I'm going to pick one side or the other. He doesn't allow the Pharisees to set his terms. He says, okay, what's permitted in the law? And they bring it forward and say, this is what Moses said. Now, remember, and and this is an important part, um, well, let, let me just say, talk about Jesus first. Jesus doesn't, doesn't simply go back to Moses and say, okay. He goes back to the beginning. He goes back to Genesis, right? He goes back to Genesis 1. God made them male and female in his image. God created them. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be cling to his wife, and those two entities shall become one. That, that what is joined in God, what is joined in that oneness. Brothers and sisters, if we separate that, there's going to be pain and hurt and division because one can't separate this oneness and unity created in and through and with God and not experience pain on the way. Brothers and sisters, I have not experienced divorce in my life. Uh, my parents weren't, and, and, and Renee and I are not. Um, and so I do not carry the fullness of wisdom on this by any means. 
But I suspect if somebody were behind this microphone who has experienced it, they would talk about some of the pain that that uh, encounter caused. Now, again, we balance the, the ideal with the reality. And um, the reality is there are some marriages, my friends. And I'm not trying to undermine the teaching of Jesus. Good Lord, no. But there are some marriages that are, are best that do end in divorce. Um, because if a marriage becomes about power and control, if a marriage comes, uh, about, becomes about subservience, if a marriage becomes about violence, for us to say to a woman or a man to stay in that relationship, brothers and sisters, how is that a loving act? Now again, I'm not going to paint with big strokes and, and I, because I cannot. Um, we need to be wise and, uh, and, and walk through there. And, and, you know, my friends, this is where I, I praise and thank God for the wisdom of the church. Uh, there are some ways I do not praise and thank God for the wisdom of the church. Well, at least for the action and, and the lived reality, perhaps. That's a better way to put it. But in this case, with the, the idea of annulments, uh, the church is trying its best, her best, to, to balance the lived reality and the ideal. Uh, I'm sorry, the lived reality and the ideal together, um, and say, how do, we, how do we approach people and, and free them from the burdens and the pain as best we can uh, with which they carry? And my friends, that, that is a reality here. Um, but I do love how Jesus brings us to this, this uh, place of, you know, we know that oneness when we've experienced it, right? You know, there's, a, there's an old story here, and forgive me, I may not tell this well, but there's the old story of the uh, couple that, that goes up to the house of, uh, of the, uh, man inside, man and woman inside, the, the couple that knocks on the door and some, a voice from inside says, who is it? And the man says, I am here to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. And the voice from inside says, you're not ready yet. Come back, uh, come back when you are come back in a year and so the couple goes away and a year later the couple comes to the door again and uh and knocks on the door and a voice from within says who is it and uh the same voice the the man on the other side says it is i your daughter and i are here and we are asking for your permission to marry and the voice on the inside says now you may enter. Do you see the subtle change in the story? The one is about the man saying, or, or it could be the woman in, in either case, I have come to ask your permission for this other person to marry me. And the second time it is we come. We come as one unit. We come as one reality. We come as one entity to ask and prepare and, and to ready ourselves to enter into that. In, in one case, and in one stance, we already are entering into that. You know, I, I'll never forget my father-in-law, Ken. I suspect he does no recollection of this. But Renee and I got married over 26 years ago. And uh, in, in our preparation before we were married, gosh, I don't know if it was in our dating life or when, 
But he said an offhand comment, and he said, you know, the marriage uh, happens before the ceremony. And I didn't understand what that meant. And the wisdom of what he said, I, I think, is so much. I think it's in that parable that I just told you, that the marriage happens before the ceremony. The man or the, the woman, whichever was the first knocker, uh, went from the reality of being I, me, to the reality of we. And brothers and sisters, I think that's what our God invites us to, to the reality from I to we. We are created for a relationship, brothers and sisters. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. We are created for unity. And the ultimate relationship, capital U, capital R, is our relationship with God, of course. But God, in God's wonderful goodness, knows that we are a tactile people, knows that we are a physical people, knows that we are a people of five senses, and gives us that reality of love and relationship here on earth as almost, I I won't say a precursor for that, because that means all of our relationships are just a, uh, a, a preparation for the relationship, again, capital T, capital R. But I think rather, as Catholics, we view God imbued within those relationships, that God is loving us within them right now, and that my relationship with Renee is um, uh, imbued with the spirit and love and life of God so that God loves Renee through me and, and God loves me through Renee. And not just that, but through our children, you know, in in that relationship and in our friendships and in, in whatever relationship you and I could name here because we've got, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens, right? And, and that God doesn't stay distant and say, okay, you guys just practice down there and get ready for me. But rather, God is in there. And that longing, that, that joy, that desire, that beauty that we experience within them is God's love and beauty and joy and life and, and longing and goodness, right? And, and as Catholics, we call that sacrament. You know, I was just watching a movie last night with uh, Renee and the kids, and, and it's a very lighthearted movie, but it was um, Free Guy. Uh, and frankly, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, but at the end, and, and I don't think this is going to be a spoiler in any way, um, but the bottom line is this free guy, Ryan Reynolds' character, which is quite humorous, he is a computer character. He's AI. He's, he's not real. And he encounters someone who is real. And, and basically at the end, he's talking about how I, meaning he, Ryan Reynolds, his character was code, right? It was written in code, somebody's computer. And it was a love letter by the author to this other person who he was talking to, this other person who was a gamer but a reality, somebody who was real. I know this is kind of a convoluted example, but I love the image because, brothers and sisters, that image, whoever wrote that line, that idea where uh, somebody could say, I was written, I was brought into being as a love letter to you, this other person he was talking to, brothers and sisters, that's good theology. That's what Jesus is talking about here. You and I are brought into being as love letters for those around us. And you know what? At the beginning of this wonderful gospel, Jesus comes into the district of Judea and across the Jordan and the crowds gathered and he, and he began to teach them, right? As was his want. Isn't that the best way we teach? Brothers and sisters, you and I are love letters 
to those around us. God has written us into existence to be a love letter of his love to those around us. And that's how we teach as well. That's how those people who gather around us and who are looking for something, that's how they see. You and I get to be that love letter. Brothers and sisters, that's the reality. We are created for a relationship. We know the ideal doesn't always work. And love is found on the other side of the ideal too. It's found in the practical and in the reality. It's okay. It's okay. God is there too. And, and, and we get to lift the burden of, of people. But we know the reality is oneness. It's oneness. It's unity. It's relationship. And may we live that well today as best we can in our realities. Let's pray. So we begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. Oh, talk about that oneness, right? In ideal and that oneness in reality. How fantastic. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. Have the best weekend. May God's love and life and unity and oneness be with you. God's peace.